piece up. Picked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that the ice cream? Yes, please. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jumper, you yeah. don't want me one. No, thank you, bud. I'm all good. I'll need to pee. Oh, that's true. I can't be doing with the peeing. But you can just go right there. You can carry on recording. You can carry on talking. And just... I'm here. I'm just peeing. So here's my theory. I did that. When we used to record from home, I just used, no. to, I just used to mute my mic and then just go for a wee. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. But I'd have to like carry my laptop. Oh, like what? So you could still listen? Yeah. Oh, my then, God. So I'd be like, listening to the conversation like, yeah. People should go back and like try and figure out where's Joe Pope here. <laughs> I, I actually know what episode it oh, was no. as well. What episode? It was one of our first five. Oh. Sorry, my full of Let's do the nerdy news first. We tossed him out, dropped him out, beat him down. Hello there. Charlie, insert the theme song. Don't bank on that. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Team Newplex podcast. So. We need to level with you first, straight up. (laughs) There was an incident, and this is not the first episode 28 of the Team Uplex podcast. We Okay, so here's what happened. We recorded an episode, and it was fantastic. It was great. We spent a good 50 minutes shitting on episode 8, Star Wars. (laughs) We did. Making me cry. And then that was great stuff. But then what happened was... um, so we did the, we did the episode, and then Charles takes it away to record as he always does diligently, perfectly. But then Jopo broke into Charles's house I did. and deleted the episode. <laughs> so now we have to record it again. Drugs are bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Starburst is a hell of a drug. Um, so here we are doing it again, but. Never mind, it just means that, well, you say that, so people listening, well, this episode then should be fantastic, because you've Whoa! already had the opportunity to discuss, all these, to discuss all these topics, but we need to lower that, those expectations. I was going to say, I, I haven't really thought about defending episode 8. <clears throat> Good, because Good. I'm coming straight back oh, at you with more God. episode 8 hate. Oh, I'll get the tissue hate, hate. <laughs> Um. Anyways, so I'm your host, Jads, I'm joined as ever by Jopo. Hey! Oh, wait, that's wrong. Yeah, try again. <clears throat> Hello there. And uh, Charles. I'm back. Back for real this time. Because I wasn't here for episode 27. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, we saw you the other day when yeah. we did this the first yeah. time. Episode 26. Take one. <laughs> so. Oh, other thing, actually. So when we recorded this on Thursday, it was it's, that had been an exact year since our first yep. um, our first ever episode of it the Team Your podcast. Yeah. And I said I, I should have brought the cake and I didn't. And then I lied what I didn't. Uh, I've still not brought a cake. I've got a cake in the fridge. Mm. I'll do. Yeah, so we'll just eat Charles's cake. That's fine then. He's volunteered <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. But yeah, a whole year of episodes. 28 episodes in one year, plus all the episodes of Centre Stage that are on in the weeks when yeah. the Team Plex podcast isn't on. That's a hell of a lot of podcasts. That's 50 plus. 50 to 60 episodes. So, round of applause, everyone, for yeah. a fantastic but, year of podcasts. But going forward... Uh... What's, what's the plan with the... Oh, well, it's funny you should mention that, Jopo. <laughs> so, uh, up until now, you've been joining our sultry tones once a fortnight. Yep. Not the game. Not the game. Not the game. <laughs> Henceforth, however, we will be up, no. in, up in your buds. As Darth Vader. What? Kind <laughs> <laughs> we will be up in your ear holes <laughs> on the weekly. What? Round of applause Ooh-hoo. for that. Applause. Click, click, click. Yep, so as of episode 29, we are taking this mofo on the road, slightly up the road, the road. to Charles's house, <laughs> and we are doing an episode every single week. What? 
Will we manage it? Will we find stuff to talk about? Will we still like each other by the end of it? Who's to say? <laughs> we'll cope. <laughs> Number one, there's intrigue. That's there is intrigue. That's exactly it. <laughs> so let's dive on in to this week's hot topic. Last week, I think, was the Star Wars celebration. Yes. In is it in Anaheim? Is it in the same place every year? Could not tell you. Anyway, it happened in America. It happened. And a lot of hot shit came out of that, guys. So let's get to it with the episode 9 trailer. Yes. Oh, Queen. Yes, Queen. Episode 9, titled Rise of the Skywalker, is is directed by... Run it down. Take it away. (laughs) Directed by J.J. Abrams and will be released... Start the track. (laughs) It will be released. Spin that shit. I will finish this sentence if it fucking kills me. And will be released December of this year, 2019 year of the Lord. Stop the program. <laughs> um, thoughts, five words or less. Oh, fucking hell, don't stop. Joe Poe. Oh, God. Joe Poe. And you can't delegate. Shit title. Mm. Charles? It was a good trailer. It was a good trailer. Nice. Well done. I will, I'm going to say... Um, I actually intended that to be six words, but I can't count. You're just you too know? good at this, is I the know. problem. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, it gives me hope. Oh, A new hope? No. A new hope. <laughs> a new, new hope. So, let's start with that. So, so overall thoughts of the trailer were that I thought it was a very good trailer. Yep. It didn't give much away, which is always a good thing about Perfect. a trailer, but yeah. built intrigue, which as we yeah. know is very important. Yeah. yeah. Um, Controversy creates cash. Indeed. Um, I would say I agree with Joe entirely, but it's a bit of a shit name. Yes. Um, yes. But the way that things were framed, the way that people looked, uh, I just it gave me a lot of hope. Ray didn't look <clears throat> useless, which I'm Ray did, Ray looked powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is really promising. Um, as did Finn and Poe, who didn't look like comedy side pieces. They, you know, were imposing figures. They looked like men on a mission men. and not on a mission to a stupid casino. Who's that bloke from um, Uncharted, the main series, the Uncharted series? Uh, oh, Nathan, Nathan Drake? Sure. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think um, Poe and Finn, they look like they cosplays. Had bit, yeah, oh, they had an right. adventure. In a good way. Yeah, they had way. an adventure vibe about them. Yeah. 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 I like that. So it's all good. So let's start then with uh, the. Should we start with the first shot? Because that is quite important. Yes. So we've got Ray yep. playing mm-hmm. a game of chicken yes. with what we assume is Kylo Ren's. Uh, Silencer. Silencer, which is a yeah. bit like a TIE fighter, but. It's got like pointy, bits. point like forks. And I have to say, it's called the silencer. It's not all that quiet. It's still, ju- it has the same noise as a tie fighter. It has that like, it, exactly yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So bit of a stupid name, but yeah. cool nonetheless. Yes. And it it's got flips. Flips. It's, it's got like, it's got like painting. It on should it. be called yeah. the Renegade. Oh wow! Because Ooh, wow. Kylo Ren. Yeah. Well, he sort of leads the first order now. So yeah. he's, a, he's a renegade that just happens to have the biggest <laughs> army in the universe. <coughs> galaxy. Renegade. The galaxy, galaxy, excuse me, yeah. yes. Um, so that was pretty dope. What we saw is that she has uh, reclaimed, reforged somehow uh, Anakin's lightsaber. Mm. Or Luke's. Or, well, so, in our first time doing this, Whoa. I called it Luke's lightsaber, and that, set, that triggered Jopo a little bit. Funny enough, it's actually listed as Ray's lightsaber. Oh, please. Disgusting. Oh, stop. I, I want to I wanna thank episode 8 for that. <laughs> it's, no, uh, it's Anakin's. Well, Luke, Luke's handle is silver with a gold trim and is a green blade. I mean, so, it, it can be reforged, me. as seen in... 
it's the trailer. It can just be reforged into. So it new. looked just like Anakin's lightsaber, except it's got a, like a black band yeah. by yeah. the looks of it around the middle, where it's been sort of like stitched back together. Okay, yeah. now it's raised. So, but I'm not sure if that makes it raised. Just, oh, I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about ownership, if you buy a car and then put a sticker on the front, it's now your car, right? Yeah. Is that how it works? Second, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll defer to your grading you, you knowledge. You sign it off and you send your new details off to the DVLA. I mean, yeah. That's but how I mean, it works they didn't, for the lightsaber. It's not like she bought the lightsaber. She. Just she found it. She found it. I wonder yeah. how much your insurance is on that lightsaber. <laughs> mm. A fortune, I should imagine. Hope you got insurance. <laughs> that black band's actually a black box. Okay, so yeah, some telemetrics. Yeah. So don't swing it too hard now because no. the top bits will <laughs> yeah. come off. <laughs> and you can't turn it on too late. Your insurance you know. actually <laughs> be a lot higher. <laughs> so that's all good. And she does some cool little samurai business and yes. it looks like she's going to like cut yes. the, the ship in half with her like very cool that that's, would be a, neat. that's a great analogy because um, who is it George Lucas said uh, when he did the prequels he wanted the Jedis to be very much portrayed as these samurai warriors that mm-hmm. had this unique fighting style about yeah. them and yeah. she kind of gives that off in episode 9 I definitely think, yeah. which is really good god knows where she's learnt it though <laughs> no well Luke's fucking dead anyway so <laughs> well Kylo kind of resembles the um, the samurai yeah, yeah his his helmet is very samurai. Well, the, the way he stands, so he like flair, like he kind of flings himself around a bit, but his stances, what is I the, think, are very. What is the definition? Because I know a Ronan is a soldier without an army. So, what is the definition of a samurai? I think it changed over time, but yeah. it was effectively. Um, I think it was an assassin, wasn't it? Oh, okay, for like a a high for like a Japanese. Perhaps, yeah. Um, like wealthy house, like the aristocracy. Should I we, think. Should we Google this? Yeah, do I'm a quick intrigued. look. Quick, quick Google because, like I said, I'd say Ray is. She has her own little unique faction of Mario. See, it's interesting. I actually so um so yes, exactly. Uh, I don't even though that Kyla looks the most like a samurai. His yeah. his fighting stance actually is not. I'd compare it more to like a medieval knight. Yes, the way that he sort of like. Wields his blade. Yeah, plants his foot on the ground. He's very well grounded. Yeah, he? a samurai yeah. would be much more, I think, um, it, yeah, in like in a ninjury sense, or they'd be yeah. they'd be much more fluid. I think. In I'd say movements. that like Mace Windu perhaps resembles a samurai. Uh-huh. His fighting style, but I'd say Kylo definitely has that kind of medieval. Like, and you think back to Episode Seven when he fights Finn, he's very much like one arm, just like, yeah, it is. It's quite like a, a blade, it's like, quite a brutal lumbering style. Like, yes, almost that he was like like he had a melee weapon. Like, yeah, he's so it, like if I was to put it another way, I would say that he's a bit he's a bit of a Triple H. Yeah, and the sort of raise a bit of a Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. where, where he's I'm more of a jouster. Yeah, so a samurai is basically Japan's version of a knight. Okay, there you go. Yeah, they serve like yeah. uh, like a look. It's, they're part of the army, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, I was going to say as well. So Ray's backflipping over the um, sorry the silencer. Um, it was. Very, um, what's the word? Like, she hadn't practiced. It looks like she's literally flung herself over the right. It wasn't as graceful as it could have been. Yeah, like you know, she should have had like legs tucked and all that. I was was watching in the trailer. It also looked like she didn't have enough height. It looks like she was going to bounce off his windshield. (laughs) (laughs) And at that speed, she probably should have as well. Yeah. To be fair, if Ryan Johnson was directing this, she probably would, wouldn't she? What bounce off the windshield? Yeah, just die. Maybe like a comedic spot, like ah, yeah. Alrighty, so what else have we got in the trailer that's worth talking about? Oh, okay. The bit that started me off on a whole 50-minute rant, which I'm oh, going to try my God. best not to do, because yeah. I'm sorry. 
But it's worth saying is that there is a shot in the trailer, I think an important shot, where someone, not necessarily Kylo Ren because of the hairy hands, okay, mm. but someone is putting the helmet back together. That, his his samurai helmet back together. Yeah, and I take that and I read that, and I, it's important when it's included in the trailer. I read that as a massive middle finger to Episode Eight. Yeah. And the imagery of it is beautiful. It's taking these pieces, because the way it's, it's welded back together, it's got like these red cracks on it. It looks yeah. very cool. Yeah. But the um, the imagery of it is like, we gave you these story pieces and you just shattered them everywhere. So now I'm putting them back together and welding. It's a symbolic representation. I'm trying to yeah. put pull this back together after the yeah. mess you made in episode eight. Yeah. Um, it's also giving Kylo Ren a bit of his legitimacy back. Because again, like most characters in episode eight, he was reduced to a little bit of a clown. He was portrayed as this sort of like um tempestuous toddler yeah yeah who snoke says you know take that ridiculous helmet off and then he gets in the elevator and smashes it up out of rage i think i think some might compare that to episode seven and say oh but he had that same temper but the difference in episode seven is he came across like an unhinged warrior whereas in episode eight it was very much like a childish not very powerful man. I absolutely agree. In episode seven, it was that yeah, that sort of toddler-like, sort of uncontainable angst, if yeah. you will, was sort of expressed in brutal violence. Yeah. Whereas in episode eight, it's just him crying in an elevator and then smashing <laughs> up his helmet, and that's literally it for yeah. him. Is I'm I mean, <sighs> all right. So here we go. Episode eight is shit. I think very little disputing that. I'm not going to spend oh, a whole. <laughs> I'm not going to spend the whole segment going on about it like I did in the first time we did this. But here's here's the thing: you could watch episode seven, and I wager episode nine. Yeah. And not see episode eight, and you will not have missed a damn thing. Is my suspicion. This is the what I put to you, Charles, as as the defender here of episode eight. I'm going to do a really bad job because, again, I haven't thought about this. But anyway, so you're going to miss the death of Luke. I mean, we know that. We, you're going to miss Leia's awakening. Awakening? No, I disagree. Her Force awakening. I mean, you, I think we see bits of it in the comics, but we see how kind of powerful she is. I w- yeah, I wouldn't call that her Force awakening because I don't sure to what degree you can have an awakening at like 65 years old. True. Um, and there was else? no progression from there. No. She Literally. just just stayed in bed for the rest of yeah. the time. That's about it. Hey! Okay then. Yeah, there, there are... Well, we, uh, the, and the true villain revealed as well. Which is... Kylo. No. No, I disagree. Then who was it this whole time? No one. Because they fucking killed off Snoke. Yeah, I would have said Snoke was the true villain. And Kylo was a promising prospect. But that was shat upon when he killed Snoke. I think Kylo was always meant to be, um, because it's revealed he's Ben Solo in the first film. Yeah. I think he, he was always going to be this sort of like, will he, won't he turn Confliction good. Confliction. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I don't, I, he was never the big bad, I don't think. No. Um, and I still don't think he is the big bad. In the same sense that Darth Vader was the big bad, because he only turns good right at the end. It's not really, yeah. hint, the conflict isn't really hinted at until way later in the game. Not whereas this is, this is happening. six. Well, like yeah. we meet Kylo Ren, and then we pretty much immediately meet the conflict. Yeah, it happens very soon. So I, I don't think that's quite the same thing. Th- this trailer makes it look like maybe Palpatine's coming back, so maybe yeah. he's been the big bad the whole time. But then that feels quite wedged in there. And again, that is because of the failures of Episode Eight. You don't have to have <clears throat> Palpatine in it at all, though. I don't. I, no, like, I agree. But like, I, but I think that he's only coming back because of the failures of Episode Eight. Because they have to do. They need. They, they need, need some. They need that pop. That like. 
they need to pop the audience. A familiar, a familiar, yeah, face familiar face to come yeah. back and be the big bad. Because the thing is, there's no time to set up a new big bad. No. So it's and I think, regardless of everything else, that is the biggest failure of episode eight. Is that it leaves it leaves so much to do in so little time in episode nine. And so when we did this pod the first time, I gave a very good analogy <laughs> about um, they did the first film. And then the studio turns around and they hire Ryan Johnson. They say, we're going to have three directors. Because I, again, remember, that was the original plan, to have three different directors yeah, for, right. for the trilogy. And they've had to throw that away, which again shows smart. the problems of episode eight. Well, smart to go back to JJ. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. It, I think so. it would have been smart to have JJ do the whole thing. Well, probably. It's very yeah. much like the X-Men thing. Like, And or, again, what I discussed is the first recording is, who is it? Is it Brian Singer? Yeah, yeah Brian Singer. Um, who does X-Men, he did 1-2, he left Last Stand, Last Stand was considered a bit of shambles, and then he came back to do First Class, and then rebuilt the franchise. As we've seen in um, the DC Universe, a a creative lead is absolutely essential. Yeah. yeah. The, a creative lead that is respected by the studio, and they, and he lays out his vision, and then everyone works towards a vision. Absolutely. Well, think about, think about the Nolan trilogy. There was Nolan throughout. Yeah, mm-hmm. beginning, middle, and end. And look at so in Marvel, I, I think though the Nolan thing that was like all his idea. So Kathleen yes. Kennedy, so Disney, Lucasfilm, uh, assigned Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy goes, yeah, we'll we'll do this trilogy, right? Um, whereas, and then Kathleen made the decision to hire directors or right. should have done director. Whereas Christopher Nolan just went. Yeah, I'll do a whole trilogy. Because this, he, is, yeah. he is, this is my, yeah, this, it's, it's his creative. It's slightly right. different. Whereas yeah. Kathleen Kennedy just gave creative control to J.J. Abrams, yeah, then to Ryan Johnson, and then maybe a third director. Precisely. Whereas it should have should have been J- maybe J.J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, and then let's just say a third unnamed director yeah. with the creative vision of Kathleen yes, Kennedy. Yes, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm not necessarily. I don't think she's. I think she's a businesswoman. I don't think she. Well, she's, no, she's the same sort of um, title. Kevin Feige. Is. The the same it's like the same vision should have been ready yeah, for the three yeah, films. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really matter who does it. No, I mean, as long as there was a three film vision, yeah. some sort of at least a vague blueprint of these are the notes beginning, we need yeah, to beginning, hit. Beginning, middle, yeah. and end. Yeah. Beginning, literally, literally. perfect. Yeah. But the problem, but the thing is, and everyone celebrated this at the time though when they announced just like we're going to have three directors, yeah. each with completely blank canvas. They're going to have complete no studio intervention. They do what they want, and it's going to be fantastic. And I was like, yeah. oh, thank God, because studio intervention has at times led to some shambles of movies. Oh yeah. Even I, so I love episode eight. Yeah, and even I think that's a stupid idea. Yeah, to yeah. blank canvases on a, within a saga. What is the point? Cause yeah, you do lead to like we're, we're like telling things. one story. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they they just, so so the analogy I, I gave was that um so in episode seven what JJ Abrams does is with the intention of passing it on to someone else. So it's not the best system, but it could have in theory worked. Yeah. Is that um, you know that um, sort of circus trick where you have the rods with a plate on and you yeah, yeah, and yeah. you spin the plate on top of the rod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that and each of those plates is a bit of a, of a story narrative, and yeah. that's you know that's everything. That's what these films are. And he's spinning them all, and he says, "Right, here are the story narratives. There's a few blank holes for you to add some on. You can take a couple of plates off, maybe, but you know, the the big plates we need you to keep spinning here." Yeah. And then what Ryan Johnson does, he comes in with like a sledgehammer. <sighs> And he just goes to all the rods and all the plates come crashing down. Yeah. And then he doesn't put any back up again. He does nothing in episode eight. He advances the story in no way. Nothing happens except really shitty things like Luke dying, which isn't useful. In fact, the we can say it, it might be useful in the sense that it means we're going to have a shit ton of force ghosts probably in episode nine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which feeds no, no. into my... um. 
We'll, we'll talk about this in a sec. I'll say this. Go episode on. 8, a standalone film is one of my favourite Star Wars films. Really? It's just a standalone. But oh. it is not a standalone. I know, it, it doesn't fit in, in, in the overall It needs to be arc. a middle, doesn't it? It needs to be, yeah. It needs to fit into the beginning, middle and end. Yeah. And it doesn't fit into that middle. But as know... a standalone Star Wars film, if it was, Do you know I what it I'd is? really enjoy it. It's a directed video sequel. It, it belongs on Disney Plus, is where it belongs. It's the sort of thing... So, um, I like Beauty and the Beast, Disney animated film. Yeah. There's a Christmas spin-off, which takes place in... Um, so, in the in Beauty and the Beast film, sort of happens over like the course of like a year, maybe. Yeah. And then uh, Christmas is represented by a montage in the main film. But they take that montage and they turn it into a whole film. Like, oh, okay. they, they expand like two seconds into like two days of stuff for, yeah. a, for a directed DVD film. That is where episode eight belongs. It is like the two minutes of a bigger story that could be expanded into a directed DVD. It could sequel. have been like a spin-off sort of thing. Yeah. Well, you, like the Clone Wars cartoon yeah. series. It, it digs into. Well, it doesn't have nearly as much legs as the Clone Wars. It couldn't do like nine seasons of an animated show. I reckon it's, it could have. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I mean, you have like a proper side story, which is which is what. Uh, the Finn and um, Rose. That's What's a, that side it's not, story? It's a, it's a very side story to a side story. But it's, it's not even a side it's story. It's an awful story. It's like, do they like each other? I don't care. No, no, no. But like, that's a side story. So that could be a side story within a cartoon series while the main thing is going on, which is uh, Ray's training. That's what I'm saying. You, like, you could, okay, yeah, Ray's training could be a thing. That's the yeah, main yeah. thing. And then yeah. you've got the, the uh, rebels being attacked in space. Yeah. And fine. then to save the rebels, you've got... Um, <laughs> Uh, what's his name? I've just said it. Finn yeah. and Ray saving the day. Yeah, I agree. That's well, they fine. Did, they didn't. I, they, I will uh, allow that. They did. That's, I, that's I green saying. light that like pitch. A ten, like a ten, a ten series, a ten episode series, half yeah. an hour each, three D animation. Let's get it. Fine. Let's get, <laughs> let's get it. it, boys. Let's get it. Uh, right. Let's move on. Um, Billy D. Williams is back as Lando Calrissian. Look at yes. Fly as hell. Yes. He has not aged a Lando day. Wagon. There is so I watched an episode of Modern Family a few years ago, and he makes a he makes an appearance like as Billy D. Williams. He's Guess like, how old he is? Go on, sixty four. Guess seventy. Eighty two. Oh my god, he looks incredible. Well, the 82. thing is, so this episode of Modern Family was probably about mm, five six years ago, right? Yeah, and he, you know, he didn't look bad. So yeah, I, I probably, I would have guessed yeah. an age around the seventies mark. So what? Yeah. How have they done this? And he's looking fresh. He's in the uh, Donald Glover he uh, looks... Lando clothes as well. Yeah. Do you think now that now, do you think now he's got the Falcon back? He's gonna like spruce it back up again. Do... I've, so I've not watched um, Han Solo, <laughs> yeah. but I've seen like the uh, the pictures of within the. Uh, Within the Millennium Falcon, well, how it's it used all white. To look. Yeah, it's all white and it's all crisp. Do you think he's going to? I thought you person? were going to go like really sort of like um like cliche have it like pimped out. Oh no, he's like like, like the uh, like the dice in the window. Sort <laughs> he's of thing. like, hi, I'm Lando, and where can I pimp my phone? <laughs> that would be cool though. Yeah, and it's got like hydraulics on the. I I don't think he's going to have time to clean it up. But you, do you don't think eighty-two-year-old Billy D. Williams is going to go around the whole of the Millennium <laughs> with yeah. a toothbrush, just like him, him and Chewie? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so you like TV so much? There's TVs in the floor. <laughs> that, <laughs> the 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 trick to eternal youth, it would seem, is in your okay. older well, in your older years, is to get cast in a Disney film because they will take. Decades off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. 
it is Disney. I wouldn't be surprised if they have like a Lazarus pit. Yeah. Like Disney has that much money. Yeah. Like if any, if anyone in the world has one, it's Disney. It's actually the pond at Universal Studios where that ball is. Maybe that's how um like Bob Iger just is alive forever. <laughs> um, how old is he? It feels like he's been the CEO forever, but then Bob again. Iger. Bob Iger. I'm I'm gonna Google it. Maybe um. Oh, who gets there first? I did. Oh, he is he's 68 years old. Oh, he's actually not that old. <laughs> I can't believe he's 82. Wow. Robert Iger. Um. Alrighty. So From that's that. New York. Uh, final bit then from the trailer is the uh, so the whole trailer is narrated by uh, Luke yep. who is narrating from beyond the grave so obviously force ghosts are oh are I, I did hear from somewhere that he, it's not him being a force ghost narrating it's clips taken from the previous films so like uh, talking to Ray yeah where he's, he's so he's basically said this before and he so uh, she might just be like hearing his voice. I quite like that. Maybe that's something he said to her before yeah. she went off. Yeah, and she's remembering <clears throat> him. Yeah, yeah, possible. She does like little flashback in in her head, sort of For thing. Sure. Yeah. That's it cool. also, to, it all, yeah, it makes his death a little less painful. If that's something that he would have said before he died, it seems less sad. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm doing this because it's going to serve a purpose. But I'm, I'm, I'm very, forever. I'm very confident that I will survive <laughs> this in one way or another. Oh, he's definitely a force ghost. You stay stay on an island on your own for like what twenty years? Yeah, however long it was. Yeah, you, you're gonna master that force. Ghost it does take getting a force ghost. twenty years after episode six, doesn't it? I can't remember. I think it's, it's it fifteen be, to twenty. I think it might be thirty. Was the thirty? Oh, okay. Um, I could be wrong on that. Um, so uh, Matt's so narration. Uh, we see a downed Death Star. We believe Death Star two. Yeah, Death Star two crashed on the forest moon of Endor. And then we My hear a cackling laugh, which sounds and just as and just as the words, just as Death Star comes into shot, and just as Luke says, "No one's ever truly gone." Yeah, we hear that cackling laugh of Palpatine. We think, yeah. who we believe is going to be played by Matt Smith in one way or another. Yeah. So there's a neat theory that I just want to quickly touch on. Go ahead. Which is, let me turn my page here. Oh, <clears throat> oh that's very crisp. Thank you. Is that... You've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Emperor lives on, but not as a Force ghost. Nope. He mm. is... So, what possibly happened is that uh, in the final days of his existence, before Darth Vader throws him off the thing into the little zappy zap zap. Yeah. Is... The reactor core. Zappy zap zap. You mean the zappy zap zap. Yes. Thank you. My bad. That's my favourite, the Zappy Zap Zap. Is that as some sort of contingency, his consciousness is uploaded into some sort of mega computer. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's like even like a force-sensitive computer. Who knows? It's, yeah. You know, it's a magic machine. Kind of like, um, you know, um, Arnim Zola in yeah, Captain yeah, yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we do know that like little bits of his consciousness are uh, have been uploaded into these like kind of floaty droids in Battlefront 2 in story mode. Um, after Death Star 2 blows up, of course, um, there's still a plan for the Empire. Mm -hmm. And basically, yeah, Palps is... Yeah, he's in these robots, and these robots are executing his last orders. Yeah. Um, as yeah, as if he had died, which he did. So, yeah, that's really cool. And what I quite like the idea of this, so we see Death Star 2 crashed into a planet. Yeah. What I quite like the idea of is that his his consciousness, which can project itself as a hologram anywhere within this Death Star. Yeah. But because it's crashed and everything's gone a bit wrong, I quite like the idea that is his um his consciousness has become corrupted, so it's yeah. not pure mm. palpatine anymore. Okay. And maybe he doesn't even know he's a hologram. Maybe, you know, there's Ooh. loads of stuff you could play with there. And that could 
feed into a story wow. somehow. I've got an image in my head. So in Clone Wars, uh, spoiler alert, we, we get a few episodes. Well, actually, probably get a couple seasons based on Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. Right. And we find Darth Maul on a garbage planet. And he's like, he's got a little home for himself. And he's gone full on psychotic talking mm-hmm. to himself. He has spider legs and stuff. Yeah. I imagine Papa Palps to be in the wreckage of the Death Star. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a a hologram, but also is corrupted. So like he's gone. Deranged and he's glitching, gone, doing yeah. all sorts of mad stuff. Exactly. And he's but, keep... but still somehow puppeting things would yeah. be quite cool. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Or somehow. controlling the Death Star. Yeah. Because... Yeah, you know, you go through that Death Star, there might be some traps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe there's something they need to find inside this Death Star, and it's yeah. completely booby traps, and he he's sort of like the consciousness in the building. Yeah. Maybe a bit like... um. Have you seen... Uh, go on. Have you seen the new Power Rangers film, where Zordon's kind of built into the ship? No, but I, I totally get what you're, right, okay, where you're coming yeah. from. It sort of reminds me a little bit of uh, maybe the um the computer in 2001 A Space Odyssey, Hal. Have you guys seen that? No. Or 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 um have you played Portal? No. Oh, so GLaDOS in Portal would be another example of like a deranged AI that's sort of yeah. Yeah. attacking the inhabitants of this and they don't really have a physical presence themselves. They're just like a voice that you hear sort of mocking you as you make your way through. That would be yeah. that would be neat as hell. That would be cool. Neat fuck. So I'm also kind of in love with the idea, and as as I have been since I wrote this article now two years ago. Ooh. That's how old the Newplex is now. Wow. This article that I wrote two years ago ahead of episodes, just after episode seven, yeah. is how um, I think Anakin Skywalker is going to be going to play into it. Right, okay. I can't quite remember how now, which is a shame. So you guys <laughs> yeah. are just going to have to go on to the newplex.com, search Anakin Skywalker, Skywalker, you'll find it. The article is how does Anakin Skywalker fit into The Last Jedi, obviously. Right, that he all, didn't. That was all I'd done. But it, it still works, the theory, with some slight adjustments, the, the theory still works for episode nine. Yeah. 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 So what I quite like is then, so what would actually be super neat is that they go through this thing and they think, ah, Palpatine is alive somehow. The right. twist is that he's not really, he's just this corrupted AI that's yeah. sort of still managing to pull some strings. I mean, it would explain where the First Order got all their resources from. Yeah. Maybe yeah. as an AI, he still controls like the Empire's bank accounts and he's like just <laughs> funding the First Order that would be pretty neat yeah uh, but and then they managed to shut him down or whatever and then Anakin is there that would be pretty neat I, what I would like is a moment between Anakin and uh, uh, Kylo I think the, the thing yes. the thing yeah. that I think father and yeah I think the thing that turns Kylo good should be Anakin who is effectively not good or bad anymore he's like a grey force ghost yeah there was some really cool concepts for episode 7 where they, they, it was Hayden Christensen, um, sort of human form with like this cloak over his head, but like, um, he would sort of phase the force would phase, and like more of Darth Vader's electronics would like engulf oh, his oh, face. I'm looking at this picture now on the on, new, on the yeah. website on the oh, yeah. yeah, and sort of like if he gets angry, like more of his face would be engulfed by the electronics, yeah, and like when cool. he's more like at peace, then like you see his more human form. I like oh, wow. that idea though that he's conflicted by his emotions still, even as a force. Goes. Absolutely, yeah. Well, talking about emotions, so and there's there's a few episodes in the Clone Wars where you know if it really plays on the fact that he's a chosen one and he goes to this kind of this hidden world mm-hmm. um, and it, the world is made out of the force. There's a bad, there's the dark side of the force and there's the, um, there's the light side. Right. And then there's the father of these two siblings, the dark and the light. Mm-hmm. And it turns out Anakin can control the whole world. Yeah. Using right. his emotions. 
And there are parts where if he gets too emotional, though, he what, does succumb to the dark side. What if Anakin, uh, because he is the chosen one, is in control of the Force and the powers it gives to people? So he's technically almost pulling the strings, not perhaps intentionally, but he is in control of Carl's emotions, Carlo's emotions. I quite like, so yeah, I quite like he sort of, maybe sort of like can direct the flow of the yeah. Force a bit. Yeah. So, so when like he's Tai-Chi. more unhinged, yeah. the conflict within the Force Do you is know what would also explain why, for example, that, you know, people have, people have, a lot of people have complained about the, uh, the Leia moment. Yeah. Where she just suddenly glide, you know, glides away. Yeah. Now, I've always been under the impression that she is at least mildly force sensitive, force sensitive yeah. and has yeah. some mild force powers, yeah. if not full blown sort of Jedi flips. Yeah. But what <laughs> if it's you know what if it's Anakin? Yeah. You know, giving his daughter powers a push. Yeah. In yeah. this moment where she's about to die, so he just is Tai Chi's her home <sighs> and just guides her towards the door. Well, Palpatine did have that power, didn't he? And Darth Bane did. Is that so? Well, Palpatine created Anakin using... A turkey midichlo- baster. Yeah, a turkey baster and some midichlorians. Midichlorians. <laughs> and I, I don't know if that's canon, but I think it's... I thought canon. we made that up. No, no, that's not turkey baster, but oh. midichlorians. He manipulated midichlorians to go into Shmi's body and... Uh, yeah. Shmi. Why did he pick Shmi? Just... Just rando. Yeah, rando. Mm, weak. The Ben... <laughs> weak sauce. Yeah. Mm. Just the bingo, you know? Bingo. Bingo, well, bingo. So there's a couple of hot takes. Well done, Shmi. You won the lottery. Yeah, of having a psychopathic son who will kill you. <laughs> did he kill her? No, no, no. no. The sand, sand people did. The sand people did, and he killed them all. Not just the men, <laughs> the, the women, and the children too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate sand. It's coarse and it gets everywhere. It does. Alrighty. So that's. Episode 9. Again, so o- overall conclusions are, I am hopeful for this film. There's a lot yeah. of cool things that they could do. Yeah. With J.J. Abrams back at the helm, I'm more um, inclined to believe that they will do some cool things. We just... We need to wait and see. We just need to wait and see Woo! and hope and pray that they yeah. can deliver this final film with a shit name, but the, the content will be good and that's all that matters. Yeah. Rise of the Skywalker. It could be. You know, I mean, so you can't talk about Skywalkers without talking about Anakin. So, exactly. well, we we saw mm-hmm. we saw this one theory um, that Skywalker could refer to a new type of Jedi. Yeah, which is you know possible, like yeah. a, a more of a balanced. Because that that's in my article. Yeah, this whole thing about um, Lu- again, oh fuck, is the <laughs> <laughs> read it <laughs> is the um Luke comes to the conclusion that Jediism isn't you know the be all or end all. It's more it's more of a a Buddhist philosophy, I suppose, of right. being somewhere in the middle of understanding yeah. both and using both and not just trying to ignore one or shut one out because that just gives it rise and blah, 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 blah. It's all in my article. It's very well put. Yeah. I wrote it two years ago when I could still remember how to write. <laughs> and um, I mean, that didn't necessarily not transpire. Yeah. Right. So we could we could still see that. I mean, he gives her the Jedi text. I mean, Yoda makes the whole point about book club. Right, I'm not even going to go into it. But there's some good shit in the article. Read it. Yeah. It's really good. I hope... Um, I'm going to link it on Twitter. I just hope Grey Jedi get a, get a good rap. Yeah. Thank you. We've not seen one in the films yet. No, we haven't. And I'd love to see... Because Ahsoka from the Clone Wars becomes a Grey Jedi. Mm-hmm. Does she? Yeah. Interesting. So, spoiler for Clone Wars, but she spends the whole series training with Anakin. Yeah. And then something happens where she betrays the Jedi Temple. In uh, quotes, yeah. betrays the Jedi Temple and um, 
she and she you know she realizes that how corrupt and shitty the temple is okay. the Jedi code is and she becomes a grey Jedi um, interesting and walks into the sunset literally let's very quickly talk about The Mandalorian yes that's a new TV show coming yep. to Disney Plus um, soon yeah is it November uh, no uh, I don't know where is it I have the note uh, on November 12th November 12th oh interesting yeah and it's, it'll be there on day one so Disney Plus also opens up November 12th right oh yeah The Mandalorian is set uh, just after episode 6 Return of the Jedi yeah and it looks like it's going to be a hoot it's yeah. so it it conjures lots of images of Boba Fett because he looks they, they share the same sort of armor. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It looks good. What what's yeah. the what's the thoughts, gang? Um, we're not going to go through the names of the actors or the actresses. We, we tried that before <laughs> and it didn't work. Uh, yeah, it didn't work. Um, so yeah, we will say Pedro Pascal is uh-huh. the Mandalorian, right? Um, yeah, and other name is a uh, Nick Nolte. Not Nick Knowles. No, it is Nick Knowles. Oh, Nick Knowles. He's going to be gardening in the background. Doing some DIY SOS. And uh, we'll stop there in terms of actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We've got an IG-88 as well. The assassin droid. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's pretty cool. Cool. Um, Yeah. So by all accounts, and this is the first ever live-action Star Wars show. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And we, so on release, we only get one episode and Disney... What a tease. Mm. It is, because Disney haven't released the... Uh, episode schedule yet, but right. it's make or break, I guess. It's like this episode's good, but well, it'd be well, they, they anyway. film the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, but it, in terms of viewership, I think you can really base a series off of the first episode, first yeah. impressions. Yeah, yeah. especially pilot, if it... the pilot. Say mm. mm. the pilot. TV insider term there. The pilot. Um. So yeah, Mandalorian is happening. I read somewhere. But another show has been worked on, which I was more interested about, which was set before the events of Rogue One. Right. Ooh, and was that was going to star Diego Luna. And it would be a bit of a, like a spy thriller. It's about how he got the intelligence that led to yeah. Rogue One happening, where they mm. took down the ship. Does that not happen in the new, the newest Star Wars cartoon? I can't remember what it's called. Rebels. No. That's, so that's finished. Oh, God. And they're, they're on a new one. I want right. to say it's called, like, Star Wars Alliance or something okay. like that. Okay. Oh, maybe. The animation doesn't look great. I don't oh. think anybody's watching it. Oh, okay. Um, sad. Apparently oh. Rebels had really deep storytelling. Yeah, it, it did. did. I've heard it's very good. Yeah. I've, so I've watched the whole of Rebels. Right. Yeah. Um, it's very, very expansive on the, oh, okay. the Force and the ways of the Force, what you can do. That's cool. And it, if you watch... I think I feel like if you watch Rebels... Um, it will give you a lot of theories as to how this saga will end. Do you right, need to okay. have seen Clone Wars first? No, no. Well, it, it hardly, uh, hardly. They're quite separate, are they? Yeah, they're very. Yeah. I mean, there's there's callbacks. Like, yeah, a couple people show up, but you, you don't need to. Uh... Well, speaking of Clone Wars, we have uh, another new bit of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Which is Jedi: The Fallen Order coming out November fifteenth, which is set just after the, the events of Revenge of the Sith. After the issue of Order sixty six, which we nice. were saying last time, I think it's like a like a really cool like time in you in yeah. a yeah. Star Wars yeah. universe Perfect. to, to yeah. play the with. Scary time for Jedi. Yeah, the good guys. So um, it's in um, 
the, the stormtroopers and the Empire and the First Order to an extent as well have always been sorts of allegories for sort of like Nazism and far right dictatorships yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, the stormtroopers, the name itself, right? Yeah. And even their uniforms have got a certain Nazi-ish quality to yeah. them. The black ones especially. Yeah. I agree, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the, I think, so this is the time when that's most enforced. It's when the yes. Empire's, are, it's, it's most authoritarian. Yeah. And they are actively purging like innocent people. Yep. Just based on you know the fact that they're a Jedi, you know, which is you don't choose that. Well, we see in the trailer, uh, we see um, Cal, Cal uh, Kestis, Cal Kestis, who's he's chilling in a bar, and we, we yeah. see a stormtrooper walk past, and he's kind of staring people down, and he stares wow. down Cal, for, yeah. for no reason, yeah, just because he maybe suspects, yeah. So uh, the, the the story goes is that Cal Kestis is, is a young um, is a young force sensitive. We can't call him a Jedi because he's not had his training, but he's a young force sensitive individual. Yeah, who was a Padawan yeah. at the Jedi Temple when Order sixty six was issued. Obviously, the temple was massacred. So, yeah, Anakin got there first, um, <laughs> and then but he managed to escape, and so yeah. he's sort of living a life. You know, denying his true Jedi self. He's not living his best life. Is is my point exactly. Until eventually one of his co-workers, or a friend, or just some random dude, falls yeah. off this rig. Yep. And what we can infer from the trailer is that he uses his force powers to yeah. to sort of grab him and stop him from falling to his death. Okay. And this, that outs him as a force sensitive, and then he must begin his life on the run, I guess, yeah. as a fugitive Jedi. Um, along the way, he will get a lightsaber. So this game is going to have um, yep. some cool Damn. lightsaber combats, yeah, which we've not had in a long it's time. It's called like, smart yeah. combat. So I watched a video where and they talked about it being the sort of combat you can either just, you know, button mash. Yeah. yeah. Or you can take the time to learn combos. Yeah. So it's compared to like Bayonetta. Yeah. Or maybe something like Devil May Cry. Yeah. Yeah. Like Devil, yeah. Um, there's a game, Um, there, there was a Devil May Cry sort of soft reboot in 2015, I think it was. And yeah. It was, it was called DMC. Yeah. And that was, and I, a game that I like a lot, but I didn't put loads of time on it, but I could still, so I could sort of button mash and use very basic combos and still do some cool stuff and progress yeah. quite yeah. far. Yeah. But then there was also the possibility, if I'd wanted to, and if I'd had the time, where I could have learned all the proper combos and done some like really cool shit. Yeah. So that's neat, and that's I think that's what we've been wanting for a long time. So this is so this is being produced by the same folks that made Apex, Apex Legends. Legends, and they did um, what's that game where you run on walls? Oh, Mirror's Edge. No, the it's, you have a gun, you run on walls. Mirror's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mirror's Edge? You get you get oh Titanfall. Titanfall. Oh, right, Titanfall, right. Titanfall 2, which is a good game. And it's been published by EA, but we have been promised. Yes. And again, this shows the extent of the problem and how shitty EA, EA have been. Is that They said in their press release, like, we promise we're not going to do loads of microtransactions. Well, or, they, that's how they opened it up. Or they, pay to play or yeah. loot boxes. And it's like, they right. said no microtransactions good. and no DLC, which is perfect. So hey. well, I don't mind about DLC as much, but yeah, I don't want to have to pay to progress and I don't want to feel like I'm missing out on... DLC should be additional extras, maybe like a new chapter. Yeah. yeah what exactly. I hate is day one DLC. Yeah. Like you should not have already made the DLC. Exactly. It no. should be you should you release the game and then whilst that's going on, you're working on something else and you give us something and, extra. And it could be DLC that falls in with the the, the present. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it coincides with things going on. Well, yeah. A really good game, Dying Light, the first mm-hmm. one. Um so people brought that game and it was I think it was from an indie developer. Yeah. People brought the game, loved it, and then when it really blew up and everyone, you know, after quite a few months of it being out, they released a massive 
DLC for pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. I remember buying it, and the DLC itself was amazing. It was another, yeah. it was another bit of land, massive story, new weapons, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, another example that I can think of similar to that is Bioshock Infinite, mm. where there was um, some DLC called Burial at Sea. Yeah. But it like it massively advanced the story, which it gives me I'm too minds notes. It means well, if you didn't get that, then you really you didn't get a proper ending to the game. But then I wondered. I can't remember how much later Burial at Sea came yeah. to the original game. If it was if it was a if it was something that was developed at the same time as the main game, and yeah. basically you had to buy the ending separately, then that is just shitty exploitative business. Yeah. Um, but I, if it is genuinely extra, then I'm all for it. I, I wouldn't mind EA going back on their promise for no DLC, mm-hmm. as long as you know they leave it a few months and you know people complete the game, and then we get like Jojo said another yeah. chapter or. I don't, I don't want skins or anything. No. I just want another chapter or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't have to buy the ending of the game. Oh, exactly. Anyway, so that's coming out November 15th. And it does, you know, we've only seen the cinematic trailer, which was quite funny, was apparently rendered in the Unreal Engine 4. Um, and is, that is not the engine that the game will be running on. But I've been told that things like Apex Legends looks good. It's EA's proprietary engine. I can't remember what it's I, called. No idea. No. I know it's oh, very yeah. popular. Oh, score. And we forgot to mention that Cal will be chased down by Ooh, yes. a sister. Sister. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, of the Inquisitors. She's called the second sister, part of the Inquisitors. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the lost episode, <laughs> but the um, the Inquisitors, the ones that are force sensitive were actual Jedis. Ooh. Right. And okay. Anakin Darth Vader, yeah, turned them evil. Nice. You know, said, you either fight for me or you're dead. I quite like that. Yeah, so the second sister is a force, well, is a Sith, I guess now. Yeah. Um, but we could exp- you could explore the ways in which, like, how does he control them? You yeah. Know, they got to be some... I think it's fear, mostly fear. Because, you know... Yeah, but not just fear for their own lives. Like, maybe they've got, like, their families. Possibly, exactly, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Or Jedi can't have families. Ooh. So you're very wrong there, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Dead wrong. Um, but yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that's, I think, pretty much everything. That was a Star Wars dominant episode. It was. It? And do you know what I liked about this compared to the last episode? Is we actually covered everything instead yeah. of being just shitting on episode, episode 8. Episode 8, yeah. episode 8 is shit. I mean, I, I cannot make that Charlie clear. likes it. Me and Jads don't. Ben doesn't like it. Connor no, Ben like does it. like it. Does he? Yeah. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. I mean, it's changed the way I feel about him entirely. Hmm. Hmm. Have to rethink your have, character in the comic book. Have to, just have to rethink your position on this team, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, there's a cleaning vacancy going <laughs> in the office. <laughs> nah, it's not good. It's not good. It's it's left so much to do in episode 9. Unless, I mean, one thing that the, the runtime is not being revealed... But mm. if if Avengers can make make a success of a three hour runtime yeah. on this on what is meant to be a family friendly film, yeah. as is Star Wars, then maybe they will be leaning towards a longer runtime to just cram all this. Was, yeah. was Episode Eight about two forty, two hour forty? Something like I couldn't yeah, tell you off the top of my head. Like I mean, you could look on your DVD channels, which is right. Up. Which again Star is ridiculous because that's still a long time for a film. Yeah, 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 Just. Just what was it called again? Star Wars, Last Jedi. Jedi. the Last Jedi. Yeah. I think there was a lot, about half an hour dedicated to Finn and his girlfriend's. Adventure. Finn and Rose, yeah. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, like honestly, no. two hours and thirty-three minutes. Oh, that's a long time to that do is nothing. A long time, yeah. I would very much welcome a three-hour runtime for episode. Yeah. I, I think they need, need it because yeah. they've got to basically cram two films into one. Alrighty, so 
Star Wars. Nailed it. In the books, out of sight. Go and check out thenewplex.com. And honestly, I mean, I don't mean to toot my horn here, but that is a good article. I, I think yeah. it's one of my better ones. Yeah. So go and check that out. Uh, so thenewplex.com and then just search for um, uh, I don't know, Anakin Skywalker. The episode that we recorded a year ago today is when we announced... Well, we didn't announce. Is when we talked about the fact that Matt Smith was going to be in yeah, this film, which is right. pretty neat. So I still think he's palps. He look, he looks the part. He's got you know, okay. if you put like a hood over his head, he's probably got the chin and the, like the lower half of his face looks palps. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yes, there there is there is there are some similarities there for sure with yeah. a bit of makeup as well. Get those eyes sunken in. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. This big fucking head. Massive <laughs> head, Smith <laughs> over there. Um, oh no, he's really nice. I met him once. Maybe oh, story unless, for another day. Unless he's a member of the Knights of Ren. Who? Matt Smith. What if he's? Oh, oh yeah, it could be. That is something I'm excited to what see. What if as he's? Well. I, oh. I need to see the Knights of Ren. Yeah, yeah. they um, need to show us. Don't that. That is, that, uh, right. Okay. Go on. But quickly before we finish, that is one thing I didn't like about Episode Eight is we didn't see Knights of Ren. Same. Because they really teased wanna... it. They teased it in, that, in, in, in Ray's vision in yeah. episode yeah. 7. And they didn't follow through. Oh, because JJ is back, we're probably getting him in. I feel yes, sorry for like, the costume designer who probably like designed all it these costumes. Yeah. It was I was so like, cool. oh, I can't wait for these to get a proper outfit. Yeah. And then for Ryan Johnson to turn around and be like, mm, no, um, actually, we're going to do a casino bit and some more pointless shit. Yeah. Is that cool with you? Anyone? Is Captain Phasma dead? Yes, she yeah, is. She's Another dead. Pointless oh, character with a pointless arc, which could have been good the whole Finn and Phasma thing could have been interesting yep. nope in the bin okay I'm going to stop shitting on episode 8 until okay. next week uh, we will be back next week we so do we s- do have some breaking news though I think before we go oh off. shit what's that uh, AEW uh-huh. announced as of last night or this morning whatever yep, yep. you want to that Dustin Rhodes aka Gold Dust will be AKA taking AKA AKA Dustin X aka Seven <laughs> aka Black Rain will be taking on his brother Cody Rhodes at Double or Nothing. Which is happening... May 22nd. Soon. Las Vegas. Damn. So that was a little bit of wrestling news pop for you, but there that's you pretty exciting. I'm looking forward to that. So everyone was like, oh, what's Cody's match going to be? Yeah. And there we have and it. And now it's against his brother. And I think they've got a video package just released on their YouTube channel. I haven't Ooh, seen it yet. I'll check that but out. But Dustin has debuted some new face paint. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. And I will show you off air in two minutes. <laughs> Fab. Follow us on... At the Newplex on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We will be back next week with episode 29. Thank you to Jobo. It's been a pleasure. We've done this twice, but I think this one was better. This one was definitely better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Charles. It's been your boy, City Soy. Full on City Soy Boy now. Yeah, seriously. I live in a town. You you no you are in the hub of metropolitan. You are in the hub of metropolis itself. Yes. Yeah, so I'm now level twenty. Yeah. I full on leveled up. And I'm your host, Jazz. We will be back next week. See you. Good. Bye. Bye, friends of Hagrid. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. It can't even pick. It's not even picking you up. Goodbye, in ASMR. This podcast is brought to you by thenewplex.com. <laughs>